0: Sunday pour a very special holiday edition it is Thanksgiving Eve the first show in what feels like forever where uh, no football on in the background there's some college hoops Uh, enjoy that while you can I don't know how long we're gonna have that for uh tonight we're gonna get into a few things obviously Thanksgiving uh tomorrow by the time you guys listen to this it'll probably be Thanksgiving um So we'll touch on that, and we'll touch on a classic, maybe the only Thanksgiving movie. I think it might stand alone. We did a little research and found that this may be the Thanksgiving movie, Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But before we uh, get into that, I'm bringing my cousin, my co-host. How are you? Thanksgiving Eve. What are you drinking?
1: Doing all right, man. Doing pretty good. I just polished off a little espresso. I got a long night ahead of me. Cooking once when the show's over, I gotta edit it, send it out, and I start cooking for tomorrow. Um I got I fell into the holiday spirit a little bit and I got a uh holiday white ale. I don't like the seasonal beers too much, but the winter ones get get me. And I got as promised, I got my shit, I got my uh holiday wild turkey for tomorrow, but I got the old reliable Heaven Hill for tonight.
0: Oh, I thought about opening one up. I had, I have one unopened, but I didn't do it. I didn't pull the trigger.
1: What do you got? We don't always ask on the flip what, what you got, but I mean, I don't I just put a
0: little. I I chugged a little Dewar's before I came on the show because I didn't want to come on stone sober. And then I poured a little uh, vodka on the rocks. The rock melted though.
1: <laughs> so it's just vodka water, very nice. What do you got? Yeah. I got? I got Nova BC on. What do you got? Yeah, you same gone? thing. Oh, all right, I didn't... Nova BC. All right. I thought maybe uh, Central Connecticut was making a little bit, little bit of a run over there.
0: No, nah, they were scrappy, led by uh, da- Danielle Marshall. Uh, but it looks like they're going to come up a little bit short. They might cover the 26 and a half, though.
1: <laughs> hey, that's Danielle's got him playing hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are your plans for tomorrow? What do you got going on? on thanksgiving you sticking home you making any any uh stops it's fucking the it's the return of big time covid coinciding with the biggest get-together holiday of the year and a lot of people are denying it. a lot of people are just saying you know I, i'll never understand people thinking like this infringes on their rights it's not really a rights issue it's just kind of uh you know an illness thing but I'm not going to get into that tonight. It's holidays. But uh, so I just, with that being said, I don't really give a shit what you're doing. I'm not going to judge you if you're going to a place with 30 people or if you're staying home and eating a turkey sandwich by yourself. I don't really care. Uh,
0: there will be I'm one of my mothers. There will be four people at the table. Nice. So small, small <laughs> gathering. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I might make one stop in the well, – I'm probably going to stop and get pastry in the morning. Oh, okay. All right, nice. So I got to do that. I already yep. took care of the cheese ball. That was uh, basically my whole evening after I got home from work. I had to cook, and then I had to uh, do the cheese ball. I made three of them, three medium-sized okay. medium balls. All right. uh, <laughs> nutted them up before I uh, came on here. And, uh, yeah, I, the rest of my night will not be cooking. I'll probably find something, though.
1: <laughs> find something to do. I
0: have a long night ahead of me, too. I don't know. will be probably in front of the TV, though.
1: You'll be watching Sopranos uh, at some point tonight? Sopranos Thanksgiving episode? Uh,
0: that's an idea. I'll probably, do it, uh, I'll probably do that in the morning. I'll be up early tomorrow. I'll
1: probably okay. do that in the morning. All right. Yeah, my night... Uh, I'm a fucking idiot, man. Somehow, I always find a way into to cooking extremely late on Thanksgiving Eve. I mean, it used to be just... I uh, used to be up getting hammered on, on Thanksgiving Eve. and be be hungover the next day and, you know, just kind of struggling through Thanksgiving that way. Now, I'm up until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning cooking... But I don't know what, I don't know. I was working, working from home this year. I didn't make any stops. As always, I'd make a couple of stops on the way home. I'd come back like a little bit in the bag and my wife would give me the look and I'm like, all right, I'm still going to get the shit done. And I ended up getting it all done, but it'd be, you know, real late. Today, today I'm working from home. I had a couple of things to do after work. Came home and somehow nothing's done. I to, when this is over, I'll get right into the, to cooking. I got to do the money and I got to do the soup. And, uh, Maybe some artichokes. I don't know. We'll see, <laughs> see if I do the artichoke side or not. So, you
0: haven't started at all? I haven't
1: done a thing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's tough. I mean, you know, you're off tomorrow. It's a holiday. So, you don't mind sampling but still, it's a long night.
1: I'm professional. I live for this stuff. At the same time, I live for it. So, I do love doing it. Uh, yeah. You know, if I get a, I'm not sure if I, I might switch to wine when I start cooking. The little wine's probably the, the, the side. Uh, the side glass as you go yeah uh after this but i'll keep keep the brown going as well and then late night we'll see if i get a little crazy make a little mixed bag once once things are kind of set but it is a a big process but uh whatever i love this shit so yeah And, uh, and sopranos is what i'll start with when i put something on it'll be sopranos
0: you got sopranos out of the gate Mm, you know, probably Thanksgiving. Not. The Thanksgiving episode, or do you build up to it?
1: I might do the episode before, so like I'm into it. I'm like I have I have a good base of my cooking going when the when that episode comes on. I probably won't start with it. I probably do one. I probably do the episode right before it, and then get right into that one.
0: Okay. Okay. So g-
1: give me an hour head start. You know, but th- do the you know let the garlic sizzle. Now what, t- now,
0: what time does the what time the turkey go in tomorrow?
1: Uh, we were just talking about that. It's, it's um, I don't know. It only takes, I, think, I think she said it only takes like three hours. My wife is in charge of the turkey. I think she said only three hours. And I think we want to eat it around 2.30 or so. So let me ask you this. Okay, I don't know what everybody else does, but how, what? How many courses do you guys have? With even with just four people, like uh, we, we, have well, four, year, we have four people too, but just two of us are adults, but we still cook for like thirty people.
0: No, nah, well, this year it's going to be a little scaled down. So we never really um, see. We never did the pasta course, so it would just basically be one course would be picking any pasta and all that. Yep, had the honey Yeah, and then we would just do the main course: turkey stuffing and all that. Cranberries. You do you do the cranberries, right? I don't know if we've talked about this. Can we do both? Uh, yeah. yeah, turkey stuffing, a little sweet potato thing with like apples. Oh, sweet potato um, with apples. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. My mother's making that. I think we've done it a couple different ways over the years. Uh, yeah, no artichokes this year. I don't think. Uh, and then, you know, for dessert, apple pie, pumpkin pie, and I'm going to bring pastry. Is pastry like a Patriot thing on Thanksgiving, right?
1: Yeah, I think any holiday with Italians is pastries at the table. Okay. And that
0: makes sense because I find a way to work in pastry every holiday. Even like my birthday growing up, I like scrap the cake. I just want pastry. It's my dessert. You you know what I mean? I'm going to ball out dessert, carb load. I want to mix in a couple pastry. Are you going to Rocco's tomorrow? No, nah, I'm probably just going to go to the place local in East Haven, Petnitos. That's where I usually go. Oh, they're good, too. just because the New Haven places, the Italians just come out of the woodwork, man. <laughs> you know, I can't.
1: Is, is Petnitos not, is not, is Pet not loaded up tomorrow? Like, not packed, packed? Like, not aligned? It's
0: not as bad as, like, the old school places down in New Haven. Yeah. yeah. And I've always no, had no. good stuff from Petnitos, so they're pretty reliable. Even though new ownership, I guess, past couple of years, but they've always been reliable. I, Until I, they're not, you know? Until and I have no reason not to go there. I usually go there on holidays, whereas, like, Rocco's or Sabella's, like, I'll go there on just a random Sunday. But
1: before I got my last haircut before the lockdown, uh, I, went, I went to Patnitos. So I was, like, before everything shut down, and I had, like, a, it was a lobster tail because it was uh, – or not a lobster tail. A, um, uh, the St. Saint, the Saint Joseph's – Zaple. Zaple, yeah. Uh, I got one of those over there. They were they're pretty good. Yeah, you, you you could do worse than Penitos. You know, they're they're pretty good.
0: Reliable. And they've been around for I mean new ownership, so who knows, but apparently yeah. they've done all right.
1: Yeah, I liked it. You know, I liked it. You said a few years though, new ownership?
0: If I had a guess, I'd say three. Three years at ballpark.
1: And I did I don't know if it was that time or the the time before that I was there. Uh they had they had the, uh, the flavorings. They had a whole thing of flavorings, but not the Zambuca flavor, like to make the homemade Zambuca. Uh, the, it was the Anazette flavoring, which. Same thing, I think. Well, I remember your grandfather using it one time.
0: Yeah, same church. So, yeah.
1: So it'll, it'll work when, when we need it. But it's the last one of the Tories, which is a now a defunct company that does the flavorings. Which are yeah. To
0: that's, that's tough. I'm, I'm running low on Zambuca, too. I might have to end up buying it. But yeah, um, well, if you're going pastry right now, I'm gonna probably buy. You talk about how you're cooking for an army. When it comes to the pastry, I'll probably buy like I'm buying for a normal Thanksgiving. Yeah. What? Where do you? Do you have like a top two or three pastry? Yeah, that you like your fallbacks.
1: Yeah, because I, like I I'm not gonna eat some here, so I'm you're the only
0: person eats pastry in the house.
1: Yeah, like maybe my wife will have a bite of like a of a canoel. Maybe, but no uh, Sri No one will eat a Sri I mean, I do. I, I get the Sri and I have the Sri um, Boogie knot.
0: Your kids won't eat a boogie knot. It's like a cake.
1: It's unbelievable. It's like man. Personal yeah. cake. No, they want like chocolate and shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. I don't, I, right, I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope so. I always feel like when I was a kid, there wasn't like a little extra shit in the side. But I would get pastry. I would go to Thanksgiving at my brother's house and get a bunch of pastry and nobody would eat it but me and my brother because there's always like cupcakes or something. The kids just want to eat cupcakes with sprinkles and shit.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah. But I would, I, if, if I were to go tomorrow, which now I'm thinking about it because you put it in my head, <laughs> if I were to go tomorrow, I would get a shriadelle, a cannoli, and one or two boogie knots. just because <laughs> I like the different flavors.
0: And that will take you through the weekend. Just you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a pastry a day. <laughs> I'm just eating. I was eating Italian pastry like once a day for the next. That's what morning. I did on Easter.
0: Yeah, that's what I did on Easter because it was just me and my wife, us two. And I still bought like you know half dozen.
1: <laughs> you can't go. You can't go there and just order one pastry.
0: Dude, I, yeah, I wouldn't even serve someone who ordered one pastry. Like, get the fuck. There's people in line, man. <laughs> you, you, you an adult or not? Let's go.
1: Actually, that's not true. I, I have ordered one pastry, but that's a little different. Because when I went to – I, I had to bring my car in for something, and there's a shop I use in New Haven. So I dropped it off, and, it would, and they said I was going to be there for a little while. So I was like, all right, go for a walk. And I went. I walked all over New Haven, man. It was incredible. I walked all the way to Lucibello's. So like, I had to walk past Worcester Street. I was down by, down by the train station. I ended up at Lucebello's. So that's I don't know, a mile?
0: About a mile.
1: Uh, so I ended up, I ended up over there and I got, I think I got a Shredell and a, and a, they have coffee over there now. And I got a cup of coffee and just kind of walked outside and made it.
0: <laughs> I would, yeah, with them, I would double check and see if they're open only because I know was, they were, they were closed when, uh, the height of the shutdown back in like March.
1: I don't remember one that, yeah, this was a Saturday. I don't remember if I had a if I was wearing a mask or not, to be honest with you. It was nice. It might yeah, it had to be this year. So I'm guessing I was wearing a mask. Yeah, but yeah, they, that's good stuff. Uh, Lucibel is probably
0: the best in the business. Is that where you're yeah. going to head tomorrow?
1: Uh, I don't know. I had to look up see who's open too, because I don't know how do you know if Rocco's is open? They might not be open,
0: although I think they are. Nah, they're always open. That's the one place that it, they never closed. That's true. Even during in, in March, they were, they were open. Yeah, I,
1: I, yeah, I might head there, but Lucibel is my favorite, so I might. See if they're open to go down there. Yeah, they probably
0: have the best pastry.
1: And then if if not, I'll oh, see in line at uh, Patitos. There you go. That's the that's the guinea roundup right there for the pastries. So you guys, yeah, you, I, you guys I hope never, very informative. You guys never did a
0: pasta dish. No, for Easter we would. Uh, never Thanksgiving. I don't know. Huh.
1: See, like tomorrow we're gonna do. Like, anibas and soup early, and then, like, middle into late lunch, which I think will be the turkey and stuff, and turkey stuffing, all that shit. Yeah. And then later will be the pasta, like, 5 o'clock, like, dinner time.
0: Oh, okay. You do it like that.
1: Space it out, yeah. You got to space it out. You can't, like, you you can't rush. I remember, like, the first time I brought pasta to – like to my in-laws' house, like the first time I did Thanksgiving with them, they put everything on the table at once, and like to my yeah. money-goats oh, are sitting over there, and I'm like, well, nobody wants like nobody wants a fucking money go out with yeah you know, turkey and stuffing on their plate. Nobody wants. No, it. you can't it's do it
0: like that. Nope.
1: And then you then you eat and you're like, oh, I'm fucking stuffed. And of course you're stuffed because you try to eat everything at once. Like it's not gonna help. Not gonna work. So you gotta it's gotta space it out. You gotta have
0: some strategy to it. But it's just yeah like I-
1: an all-day thing at the table. That's it.
0: Yeah, you don't get up. Loosen up the belt, all right. You're yeah, gonna go you, back up. You're gonna go back a, a loop or two.
1: Yeah. Let the kids go outside and play. Run around a little bit. You can. Uh, oh, 27. Hit. You come on by twenty-seven. Oh, did they? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Then I'll sit on the couch and watch. I watch the games. Uh, or not. Not games. Multiple. There's one game at a time. But I'll sit on the couch and watch TV. And you know, if the game's not good, I'll throw a movie on.
0: You know, just in between all of it. But, you know, we yeah, backed K- out. Kansas-Gonzaga. Kansas, I was going to mention that there in the picks, but if, you, if you're not into Lions-Texans, Kansas-Gonzaga plays 130 tomorrow. That's One it. versus six.
1: Oh, it's good, it's good. Like I said, get it while it's hot, man. Yeah, that's yeah, right. But, actually, I did a nice run-through of Thanksgiving movies. Like, not movies, but like the TV specials tonight mm-hmm. with the kids. Like, we watched uh, The Simpsons. From back in the day, we watched Bob, Bob's Burgers, <laughs> which is pretty oh, funny. Okay. We watched the Wonder Years Thanksgiving. Like, well, all these Wonder Years? Yeah, I watched the streaming service. There's a million options. And then we watched uh, Garfield Thanksgiving, which wasn't very good. <laughs> and did uh, finish off with Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song, of course. <laughs> nice. And, and then, the, and then the, and actually, the, well, the grand finale was Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Which is well, the, yeah, he's
0: the, uh, king, the king
1: of the, Thanksgiving. The standard, yeah. Yeah. But but before all that, this is a segue, if you haven't noticed yet, pretty smooth segue, if I don't say so myself. Before all that, I watched uh, Planes, Transit, and Automobiles, which – what was the last time you had seen it or had you never seen it all the way through?
0: I saw it a long time ago. To the point where it was almost like watching it for the first time again, but I remembered the ending. That's all I remember really was the ending.
1: Very John Hughes ending. The music, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's the only thing you remembered, huh? Okay. The ending, that was
0: really it, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I remember, you know, things going wrong. That's the whole point of the movie, trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Uh, But, yeah, specifics I didn't remember, no you know what's
1: like scarier to you? you you watched jaws this year and you watched you're not a beach guy and <laughs> you watched plane trains and automobiles this year and you're not a plane guy what is like, what's he, what's the worse hell for you the beach or traveling on a holiday weekend
0: holiday I, weekend yeah
1: i agree get me <laughs> to a, get me to a beach <laughs> I
0: a beach at least i'm on land and i'm just like relaxing yeah, as much as I'm not necessarily quite relaxed at all times in the beach, it's just like it's meant to be relaxing. Where there's nothing relaxing about traveling, a traveling, b traveling on the holidays is just traveling on steroids. I mean, I I, I can't th- these people who do it like every year they they live away from like their parents wherever they're going and do it every year. I give them so much credit because I have no idea how they do it, and like I I don't know. In all due respect to family members, all you guys, like if any of you guys move away, it's like, I don't know how if I love any of you enough to go travel every single Christmas or every single Thanksgiving to go see you.
1: That's not love. That's self-punishment that's self is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's you feel bad that you moved away and you go through all that shit to get back to them. That's just it's – not, it's nothing to do with love. Yeah. I've, I've done it, man. I've, I've taken – like, this is not a, not a long trip. It's not like I'm going eight hours you know, on a plane – or anything like that, I had to take Metro North two hours north, basically, of the city, and that was miserable. I mean, well, you know, that's not um, so
0: bad. That's not as bad as getting on an airplane.
1: And You have no idea how bad the train is going back Sunday night from of, of Thanksgiving, or, like, Sunday night, Easter night. It's, it's so bad. There I'm is, going back, yeah. The Me- Metro North is like a, a subway car at that point. Like, it's packed from New Haven all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget I, th- I think it was Easter one year I brought back my golf clubs and, <laughs> and I got so many That's... dirty looks from having the golf clubs because it was just a packed train. Like why does this fucking jackass have his clubs taking up space where a person could be? Which is which Yeah, it's which, amazing. They were right. I shouldn't have had the
0: clubs there, but I mean, I needed them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing how many pe- how many people travel during the holidays. <sighs> Not this year.
1: Well, no, still a million people
0: traveling, but I
1: would assume it wouldn't be as crowded, at least on the trains and shit.
0: No, I don't think it would be so bad. Although you did say last show that was a million people flew. This yeah, week. The, yeah, the airports did look pretty crowded. So on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned John Hughes. So to this point with Hughes, when he when this movie comes out. Yeah. He's got kind of like the Brat Pack movie so far. He's got uh 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, okay. And uh, Weird Science. I don't, I don't even remember Weird Science. But he's got those four under his belt in terms of directing. This one was a little different. It wasn't really a teen comedy, not at and, all. And yeah. I don't know, I just feel like it had a little more heart to it.
1: Um well, then, was you said mentioned sixteen candles, right? Wasn't that like a heart movie? Was there a lot of heart in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Really it was
0: like know. a teen. I don't count anything that like teen. Like Planes, Train isn't really a teen movie. It's more for yeah, but, adults.
1: I mean, Breakfast Club has like a little heart to it, no? Like isn't it like kids finding themselves and that kind of shit?
0: Maybe this one just is more for adults then.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely because I mean these two guys. I mean. Steve Martin was in his early forties when he made this movie and he looked like he, he was 50. Cause he's, he's had a gray hair since he was 18 years old. For, yeah. Forever. And maybe it was just because I was a kid when I saw this movie and like those guys just seem old to me because when I was a kid, they were that old, much older than me. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is definitely, it's definitely different than like Ferris Bueller, which is a, a teen
0: comedy. Right. 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 Yeah. And St- Steve Martin, he was pretty big at this point, right? Like, he had The Jerk under his belt. That was probably his most famous movie. Uh,
1: yeah, to, yeah, Steve Martin had – I mean, he was huge with his, uh, like, stand-up stuff, King Tut and all that kind of – oh, King Tut was on SNL.
0: Right, he hosted and, SNL a bunch of times.
1: Right, and he, and he had, like, toured and filled – I don't know if he filled arenas, but he, he was huge, and people went to his shows, like, in droves, like, kind of like Dice Clay, just kind of filled – Arenas and was a huge draw and had all his songs and, uh, yeah, SNL and stuff. And he was, he was a monster. He was very, he was very popular.
0: Yeah. And maybe because I wasn't around in like the early 80s and I didn't realize who Steve Martin really was until like the 90s. mm -hmm. I feel like he hit a, he hit more of a, like a higher gear in the 90s in terms of like mainstream appeal. Cause I was looking at his movies from like the '80s, and you know he had Plain Stranger, was probably like the biggest one. He had Three Amigos. Do you yep. remember that movie? Always being on, like growing up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you get more of a mainstream appeal in the '90s with the Father and the Bride movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. He was and, big. With Father. Uh, what else was he in? In the '90s, I don't. Cause to, to me, I've, I always felt like Steve Martin was, was great, but he was a little bit before my time, and I didn't quite get. The stuff he was doing in the '70s that he was like well known for, yeah. So to me, he's like kind of he's like a 300 hitter with a couple with a couple uh, big bops in his bat, but like nothing. I don't know. He's a he's a legend, but to me, like I kind of feel like I missed him. You know what I mean? Like I love the okay. movies that, that he's in, like uh, this one and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, My Blue Heaven.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But it, to me, like, I feel like I missed his peak, even though he's been in stuff that he, that he was great. At. I feel like he's kind of his peak was before, to keep I peak got before into our time. Him. Right. The stuff he was doing was great, but I mean, some of it is,
0: I mean, like the dirty by the, what is it, the whatever, cheaper by the dozen and shit like that. Like, very. That was like what I'm talking about with mainstream appeal. Not necessarily his best work or funniest stuff. Yeah. That's when he became like a brand name.
1: No, he was he was a brand name before that. He was, I mean, he well, was maybe it's just because
0: I wasn't around then.
1: Yeah, I really, th- I I think just just like me, you kind of missed what he did before, how big he was
0: before all this stuff, even before even, I think even before the jerk. Okay, so by the time we got to him, he was more of like a movie star.
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. Even, I don't even think he would consider himself a movie star. Well no, he wasn't, you know. But like three of it was like a big movie, Roxanne. Yeah. It's a pretty big movie.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Um couple of the other people. Did you rec did you recognize his wife from anything? Um, no. Layla Robbins? No. no. She was actually uh, young Livia Zopranos. Oh no shit. Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, and I thought she looked familiar from from something, but it—I don't think it was that. She was actually—you remember the show *Bored to Death* on HBO? Yeah, she Great played show. she played Danson's ex-wife that he was like on and off again with. She was married to Oliver Platt in the show. <laughs> that's what I look, That's what she looked familiar from because I've seen that show so many times. I used to love that show. And that was actually her acting debut. It was her first role. Oh wow. Okay. And yeah, I, I other than that, I didn't recognize her from anything. I think she's just been in some T V and some like obscure movies.
1: Yeah, there's a a lot of familiar faces in there. Um, uh, between like Steve Martin's coworker is Ferris Bueller's dad. Uh very tried to great. get him
0: to not to go on the six PM, man. He yeah. Tried to get him to stay. yeah. He had a he had a hell of a night probably in New York.
1: I'm sure well, you so know, he, he Yeah, because his eight o'clock probably got canceled before he even tried to get to the the airport yeah um, the the woman who's the, uh, in the in the car rental scene that's uh, she's in a million things
0: yeah I can't picture it. I can picture her but I can't picture what else she's in well
1: she's Mrs. Poole from I'm uh, uh, pretty sure she's Mrs. Poole from what do you call it the Jason Bateman TV show um, oh shit. I can't think of the name of the show Hogan Family yeah thank you yeah I was trying I was trying to sing a song in my head uh, yeah, the Hogan family. pretty sure he's Mrs. Poole. Uh, Michael McKean is the cop, you know, towards the end.
0: He's, yeah, Michael uh, McKean's interesting, man, because I, I was looking at him like, what do, you, what do you know Michael McKean from? And he's a guy who made quite possibly his biggest role was his first role ever, which was on Laverne and Shirley. He was um, – really? Oh, yeah, he was big on there. He was uh, – what was his name? Shit, I should have wrote it down. His buddy's name was Squiggy, and
1: his he was. Uh... <laughs> I was not. I was not. I was a big old TV guy when I like Nick and Knight and shit. I loved Nick and Knight when I was a kid. Yeah, but uh, I never Laverne and Shirley fan. I mean, I just never, I, mean, I
0: like it more for the theme song than the actual show. That's fair, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny Kuznawski. He's the best.
1: No, he's he's been in a lot of shit since then, though.
0: At that yeah, but that was a huge show. Like I mean, Penny Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I mean, if you ask someone, let's say, like, my grandmother's age, she probably knows him from that. But I was going to say, it could be, like, bookend thing, because the next thing he could be known for is probably Chuck McGill, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. That's a, well, That's I, 40 years apart, those roles.
1: I feel like he, like he had a big, uh, big career, like, on the fringe of, like, super stardom. I feel like he had a very select audience, because he didn't do a lot of sketch comedy stuff. Yeah. I think I think he has a big fan base within that realm. Which is right. Well, I mean, it's not Laverne Assure. It's not Better Call Saul, but
0: I mean, he was incredible in Better Call Saul. Yeah, I mean, he was in Short Circuit. That was a little comedy. He was, he was one of the main characters in that. <laughs> he was always kind of the guy behind the guy in a lot of these.
1: Yeah, he's a that guy face. The guy yeah, he's a the that guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, and then the cab driver, too. That picks him up in Wichita. Wolf, that's a that's a face I, I can remember, but I don't. Know, I, I couldn't tell you. He's a, he's in a million things too, but I couldn't tell you what, where anything he was from.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I, I didn't write that down. I don't know.
1: And then of course the man, which we haven't even mentioned, Steve Martin's co-star in this, which <laughs> if I, this is a buddy comedy. It's a it's a road comedy. It's a uh, I mean, just it pits two polar opposites against each other, and Steve Martin with his classic, like, pained expressions, and John Candy's oblivious, just nice guy, almost like an all shucks uh, counterpart to that, with a little bit of a mean streak—not a mean streak, but a little bit of, uh, you know, an edge. You can have an edge if you if you push them too far. But for the most part, he's just like the, oh, I didn't mean to piss you off, but I haven't pissed you off for the past 72 hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take me as I am. Uh, A little
0: bit of a curmudgeon at times. Steve Martin is the curmudgeon. Right. That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, yeah. No, and – Oh, sorry. You're
0: talking about Candy. And
1: Candy's the – (laughs) Yeah. The shucks kind of – He will lash out when push comes to shove, but –
0: Yeah, Del Griffith.
1: Just a a classic name, a great name, great movie character name. name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, John Candy, who's just, I always loved John Candy. And I just, the, 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 the further we get it from him uh, dying uh, to now, the more I love him, the more I'm kind of pissed out. We missed out on, because he died young. I, I just wish I'd seen what else he had in store for us. About the years, because he was in a lot of a lot of great movies. He got ripped off in a couple movies, as we heard a couple episodes ago. Got ripped off for Home Alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, um, uh, I, I just kind of feel like we got gypped you know, from him dying. up. Dying. But what we do have of him is, uh, you know, is a lot of fun. And this is one of the greats. Just it's really, it's really a,
0: a spotlight on what he's able to do. Yeah, uh, behind the camera. Yeah, like we, it's an interesting question because that's, that's whenever it's impossible to be our age and not be a Candy uh, fan, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like everyone loved John Candy. And the crazy thing is, I was, I mean, I was eight years old when he died, but I feel like I was already a fan because I'd already seen so many of his movies. And I find myself, I, I, whenever I watch an old John Candy movie, I, I ask myself, like, where would he be today? Like, yeah. what would we? What did we miss that we would have seen, like, the last 25 years? Because guys as talented as him, they just get better and better. And, you know, I asked the same thing about a guy like Farley. Yeah. Like, Farley was so talented. Yeah. Like where, like, where would he have taken it? Like, those guys could have been Oscar winners. They could have done these big dramatic roles. For like, sure. who knows? You know, they were, they, they were titans. And, like, I, I, I use, like, Sandler as an example. Like yeah. you look at Sandler in the nineties, right? He does, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, Waterboy. Like if he had died young, there's no way there's no way you could have envisioned the, that goofball from the nineties doing like uncut gems.
1: No, not like at all. Like these guys
0: who are these guys are just like who are so talented and you know, you know, half comedian, half actor, like a mixed bag of everything. Mm. They're like they're just they're uh I don't know, man. There's multi talent I heard, I heard, like uh, Joey Diaz talking about Sandler with uncut gems. It's like, he's it's like, these guys start off as comedians, man, and they just they become weapons, man. You give them enough time to hone their craft, and they can do it all. That's it, yeah. Uh, exactly. Candy was definitely one of those guys.
1: Yeah, for sure. I th- I feel like Candy's probably like early on, he had a little more acting chops than Sandler did, but that's a very good example. I mean, he would have just he could have parlayed all this into. I mean, the shit he did in Spaceballs, and the shit he did in uh, Uncle Buck, uh, Home Alone, and um, I mean, he was in JFK. Did you know he was in JFK? I did
0: not realize that. I, it's, I saw JFK a long time ago. That's another movie I'd have to watch again.
1: Cool, cool runnings. Uh, yeah, of I mean, course that one. He was, um, yeah. What do you say, Titan? That's a great word to use right there. He was an absolute titan. He would have been. Yeah, his and he was younger than Steve Martin too. He he would have been phenomenal to to watch uh, mature as an can I say it, as an artist is that, is that a weird thing to say? But, yeah, uh, I mean he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have been fun to 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 watch and see what he could have done. Yeah, he, he's missed, but this is uh, this movie is a gift because he just you know everything he does. You're right, it, the heart comes from his character. Oh yeah, in this movie and it's hidden the whole time. It's hidden because the big the big secret is that and i don't know if it's because i've seen the movie so many times or what but it is hidden i mean he does drop hints along the way obviously steve martin occurs to steve martin at the end that this you know john Caney's wife had had passed away and that's you know he'll be alone on thanksgiving that's like the big you know emotional part of the movie at the end there um but it, even still like he is the heart of, of the whole thing whether it's hidden or whether it, the hints because I, I, I don't know if the hints are for the audience or not I don't know if you're really supposed to be searching for it so you remember the end of the movie when you watch yeah. it this time around so that you did you remember that his wife had died and stuff or, or did you not remember that
0: yeah the, I remember the, that he was basically homeless or whatever and that he you know didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving and Martin doubles back and yeah you know all kind right, of has a right. soft spot for him yeah yeah yeah
1: so these guys go through absolutely – oh, one guy we didn't mention before all this. Uh, there's there's one more superstar in the movie that we didn't mention.
0: <laughs> in the
1: airport? No, Kevin Bacon.
0: Oh, Bacon. I thought you were going to say Ben Stein. Oh, that's right. Ben Stein too, yeah. Or Matthew Lawrence, Neil Jr. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge, huge cast, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. But Bacon has a non-speaking role, and, it's, and pretty, Kevin Bacon wasn't nothing when this movie came out. It's kind of weird; He was in this movie without even saying a word. Right, because he
0: was in Animal House by this point. the yeah, late seventies. Yeah, that's true.
1: Maybe he was just you, doing doing use a favor. He was in. He was maybe he was in town, and they needed a guy, and he was just I was like, hey, I, I mean, what year, year was team?
0: Footloose? He had probably already done Footloose. No, what year was that? That's a good question. I would yeah, I would say for sure.
1: Uh, let's see. Plane change automobiles. looks up real quick.
0: Uh, was eighty six. I feel like Footloose was like 84. So he was already kind of a star.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. He's just credited as taxi racer. (laughs) I would love. He
0: steals the cab from, uh, Martin. That's his first kind of hiccup on his way, uh, trying to get back to Chicago.
1: No, forgetting his gloves was.
0: Oh, he did forget his gloves. Yeah, Fulis <laughs> was 84, so he was...
1: Yeah, Diner was 82. Yeah, I would love to ask Kevin Bacon why he did this movie with no lines in it at this point.
0: Did you uh, did, did you know this movie like originally was going to be twice as long almost? I read that? somewhere that the original script, there was like almost an, over an hour's worth of footage that was cut. It was supposed to be a lot longer.
1: It's just because of uh, just all kinds of mishaps?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess uh, – I don't know if it was the, the studio just kept cutting it and cutting it, saying it had to be shorter. So uh, it ended up – I yeah, it still ended up being like an hour and a half, hour 40 maybe, which is usually the like kind of a standard for a comedy. But it was just interesting to see. Because at the end of the movie, doesn't, Can, doesn't Candy's character show up with a black eye out of nowhere? Not even notice it. Is that right? He shows up with a black eye towards the end. I think it was because of uh, some uh, deleted scene that something must have happened. <laughs> That we don't know about.
1: And at the same, uh, and also like at the end, like his wife is crying when he gets there. Like it was just two days, and he and like I know he, he they talk occasionally, but it, well, to me it was like a little too emotional. <laughs> like, the ending is a little bit, a little bit heavy.
0: It's a little over the top.
1: And like it's like the wife knows what Steve Martin's character knows about John Candy, right? It's right. Like, which the whole audience is kind of wrapped up in that. Like you're wrapped up in the fact that it's, a, you know, a big moment for him. They've been through a lot together. Hated, hated his guts, kind of found his way into his heart. Now they're buddies. And, you know he, know, he knows the truth. You know, he doesn't have a wife. His wife is dead and it's just him. That's emotional for the two of them and for you as a viewer, but the wife has
0: no idea and she's got tears in her eyes. Like there's got to be more. Do that. It definitely I mean, since- didn't stop her from inviting everyone over for Thanksgiving. They about, looked like they were about to sit down and eat without the guy. Like, oh, the, the, only the man of the house that showed up. Bottom of all hat Make yourselves at home, you <laughs> assholes. I don't know, man. It's pre-cell phone. So it was like your husband went missing for 48 hours. It was uh, either trying to get home or he's in jail, dead. You don't know. Chris Rock does a bit about that in his latest special about, like, how back in the day when his father went to work – He's like, us kids could have been dead for 10 hours. He's like, my father wouldn't have known until he got home from work. He's like, he wasn't talking to my mother during the day. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, he does check in with her the one time, I think, right? Is he from the restaurant?
1: No, he does it a few times. There's like uh, oh, okay. the bus bus stop he calls there. He's like holding the phone like with two fingers and holding away from his face because it's disgusting.
0: No, she couldn't pick them up. She couldn't pick them up from the uh, subway, or yeah, he had to hop on the L.
1: That's a good. That's a good. Well, no, she was preparing his Thanksgiving dinner. None of the in-laws, family members, could have been like fucking freeloaders. is coming over for the meal. No, not at all.
0: Jesus. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Guys got to lug down, him and tell got to lug his trunk down the street, man. <laughs> People are putting up, putting their feet up at Neil's house. Not right. <laughs> The a nice fire. house, isn't that like the same house that they use in every Chicago movie?
1: I mean, I want to, I want to live in a John Hughes house, man. Everything is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's like the Home Alone house, basically. Yeah,
1: the Home Alone house is gorgeous. Get me in the, get me in there. I want to live in a house where I can forget a kid is. Yeah, <laughs> for, for an entire morning, it's not not even think about him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a nice house. It, for sure. it
1: it is pretty surprising to me how well it holds up. Technology-wise, after at you know from eighty-seven to today, because you add cell phones into that, it's not that much different. You add technology into that, it's not that much different. This shit could happen today. Mm, yeah, you could oh, yeah. get yeah.
0: airplane, yeah, all kind, all to, all the time. Flights not, get delayed. Some no, train breaks down.
1: Nothing improves if you if you add you
0: know the thirty-three years to it. No, the only thing would be. I mean, I don't know. You have Uber now. Uber might make things a little bit easier once you get closer yeah. to home. That's true. Fair.
1: Right. So you need you need to have – I mean, they got robbed, so you'd have to have, like, the cell phone get
0: stolen too or something. Yeah, cell phone getting stolen. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they actually did see that uh, there was talks of them making a uh, remake of this. Come on. Yeah.
1: Who would be in it? Were there names thrown? The off? rumor
0: I saw was Kevin Hart and Will Smith. <laughs> I assume Kevin Hart would be the John Candy character, like the annoying guy.
1: I got, yeah, I guess. And Will Smith is a straight guy. Let me okay, see. Uh, I think I, think uh, I would, I'd rather. I, Will Ferrell was the first guy that popped my head. Where I see. Will Ferrell is like the John Candy character.
0: Yeah, I could see that. What about this what about the straight guy playing it straight?
1: The straight character. Huh. I know find like an old SNL alum to go with Candy or to go with uh, uh Farrell. Yeah, we you want somebody
0: it. with a little bit of comedic chops, but also not like a goofball, a guy me, you could
1: see. Give me give me, you know, give me Will Farrell and Vince Vaughn. Just bring it back, old school, yeah, Let's see if Vince is a straight guy.
0: <laughs> Vince, yeah, Vince could be a straight guy,
1: De- and would definitely still be rated R
0: <laughs> Have to <be> rated R <laughs> Have to
1: uh um, yeah, no, I don't want to see this, but I'd like just come up with something new.
0: No, nah, you don't need to remake everything, I mean enough. I mean I
1: mean, home alone is basically half plane and automobiles.
0: Yeah, you're trying to get home to not your not your wife and kids on Thanksgiving, but your ten year old that you forgot to bring on the plane. Yeah. Right, but I For mean that, to whole, load them up.
1: That, that whole storyline is uh, is the same thing. Just with Yeah. Uh, just with Mrs. McAllister.
0: I wonder if that's why they gave Candy that cameo as a little callback. Could be.
1: Yeah. Polka King. <laughs> Right, right in the back of a U-Haul or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. You know Steve Martin had his first kid at 67 years old?
1: Uh, I think I remember that, but yeah, that's not something that's in the back of my mind. 67, so that kid is like three? Because he's not that old. Nah, I mean, he's in his
0: mid-70s now. Is he? All right. I think he's eight. Okay. I mean, that's right. just fucking weird. You yeah, can't yeah. have an eight year old if you're
1: seventy-five. Yeah, not your first one. I mean, like a couple of the Rolling Stones have kids when in their seventies. Like Mick and Ronnie Wood have kids in their seventies.
0: I feel like if you're a rock star, it's a little more acceptable. If you're Mick
1: Jaggers. Mick. If you're Mick Jagger, it's okay.
0: Yeah, if you told me Mick Jagger has a kid who's eight years old, it makes sense. Steve Martin, I don't know.
1: It's starting at 67
0: yeah i mean what
1: Jeez. i mean optimistically not to be get morbid here but optimistically that that kid might not you know you're not going to be there when he turns 15 you know
0: yeah no probably not you're not walking her down the aisle
1: N- oh, no
0: Best case scenario, you're like in the front row, not even in a pew, like you're in that wheelchair. Sort you're, of getting wheeled, you're getting
1: wheeled down the aisle, yeah. 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 That's got to. You,
0: you won't be making a speech. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> not one that anybody's asked for. It, he might be mumbling in the corner, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah,
0: oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, hey, wait, his, his boy still swim. Good for him.
0: Yeah, that is pretty impressive. I guess it's 67. How's, shooting,
1: uh, how, and also how old's the wife? How's the mom?
0: That, I don't know. I know it's the second wife he had. Uh, he had it with.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he was married to her for forty years, and he decided to start a family.
0: Yeah, I feel like we we forgot to do something. Uh, yeah, his yeah, second wh- wife is.
1: What's the, what's the what? I
0: don't know. Is that like Ann Stringfield?
1: Curious about the what's like. What do you think in starting a family with a sixty-seven-year-old guy?
0: Looks like she was forty-eight when they had the kid. Oh wow!
1: Well, she's I wonder if she had any kids prior to that. So that's not young for a woman to be having a kid either.
0: No way. That's yeah. That's right on the fringe of uh, no more. Yeah, that's that's uh-huh. surprising. I wonder yeah. what, what do you think the record is for oldest woman to have a child.
1: The record. We're going to look it up to see how wrong I am. I'm going yeah, sure. to say the record is 59. I don't know if that's even possible scientifically. What's your guess? 59. I 59.
0: already got it. 66, 66 years, 358 days. So She was almost 67 and she gave birth to twins.
1: Oh, Jesus. That didn't kill her? Staying up all night would. The fucking twins. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, as a, as, as a parent, I'm constantly doing the math. Like, all right, well, my son's this age. I'm going to be this age. When my sons, one yeah. when my sons this age, I'm going to be dead. Like I'm constantly doing the math, trying to figure out like, you know, where he'll be in life when I'm a certain age.
0: <laughs> Always. Yeah. It's just and arithmetic.
1: I, yeah. No, it's easy math. It's simple math. I'm exactly, I'm exactly 30 years older than him. So that, that helps makes it really, oh so that's easy makes it really easy yeah but i'm always doing it so i can't imagine being 67 and being like okay when he's 10 i'll be eating out of a tube or i mean 77 is not that or you're not like you know destined to be eating out of a tube but if you're if it's if you're 67 like okay on his 21st birthday can i have a drink with him on his 21st birthday yeah he'll be you'll be drinking something
0: yeah prune juice yeah out of a, out of a fucking yeah. plastic straw yeah your nurse will be feeding to you, paper yeah. excuse me paper straw there'll be no plastic straws when your son is 21 (laughs) that's right (laughs) long gone i was thinking about that opening scene with bacon so that's like you used to work in the city is that the best time of year in the city like the holidays thanksgiving christmas
1: you just mean being in the city period
0: yeah i feel like the summer is like uh no, I don't like I never I never really like being in the city in the summer when it's hot as balls and shit.
1: No, the summer summer's fine there cuz I mean it's it's skirt season. There's nothing beats skirt
0: season that uh, I feel like people are I feel like people are kind of gone by then, no? It's like if you're if you're there I don't know. I feel like people are gone in the summer. Yeah, I mean
1: every season has its charms in New York. Uh, I think I think probably winter is my favorite. Fall into winter is my favorite. You're, you know, wearing the, heavier, wearing the heavy coat, you know, start, start to see a little, like, uh, your breath in the air. Lights, yeah. lights are up everywhere. A little more, it's a little more festive. Um, Bryant Park yeah, shops. Bryant, yep, Bryant Park shops are up. And then there's the, you know, ice skating rink is there too. And uh, same thing, Rockefeller Center. I mean, I used to take the train to Rockefeller Center and walk to work from there. So I'd see the, the tree every day at 7.30 in the morning. Before mm-hmm. the fucking tourists were there, it was great. It was just for you and the. you would I'd walk by, and it was Matt Lauer, uh, <sighs> rest in peace. And uh, you know, I, I could see them through the window. And uh, well, career. Is Matt right.
0: Lauer sexually assaulting a twenty-year-old intern. I
1: I didn't see. I didn't personally see him diddle or lock anybody in his office. But no, yeah, I, yeah, he was. He was still having his coffee. He was, he was still. His coffee at he time. was still. Yeah, he was still allowed on TV at that time. So I'd walk right by them taping. I would walk right by. Uh, the, the 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 tree and everything that was very cool and then you know obviously you get home at night or you go out to the bar and the bars in the city every bar feels like you're at the end of Goodfellas um, after Lufthansa heist because you got lights everywhere people are going bananas there's Christmas music in the background mm-hmm. and everybody and everybody shit faced it's uh yeah th- that's that's probably the best feeling but the summer I I can't discount summer I hear what you're saying it's hot it's sticky it's stale but, I mean, there's plenty of fun shit to do. In the, in the, once, the light, once the sun goes down, the summer in the city is fucking great.
0: The city will make a comeback?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's New York. Of course, it's making a comeback. I think so, too. No doubt. It's going to take a little bit. Yeah, this is a rough year for the city. Um, <laughs> as I know it's cliche to say it's a rough year. And somebody said today, like, oh, t- it was a tough year. Like, it's always a fucking tough year. Some one way or the other. It's never an easy year. When is there an easy year? Have we ever had an easy year? When I was four, I had an easy year. Really easy when I was four. No problems when I was four. No. But ever since I became an adult, every year has got its challenges. Every year's tough. But in the end, I mean, maybe this is the, the the planes, trains, automobiles moment here. In the end, you go home, and there's uh, people waiting for you with food cooking. They couldn't come get you, but they're
0: waiting for it. Not for nothing, though. If I was on the road 72 hours trying to get home, hadn't taken a shower, still in my same underwear. The last thing I want to come home to is a house full of people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know it is Thanksgiving and shit, but oh man. Couldn't have got home like maybe at least an hour before they all got there.
1: Yeah, I mean I would have taken a beer to the I would have taken a beer right upstairs. Said hello taking a beer, taking a shower with the quick I, beer. I
0: would have pounded a beer. My second beer would have been the shower beer.
1: That's fair. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the, the house full when you are exhausted and just want to like lay down in your bed.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's tough,
1: but you know,
0: your you, wife's crying and shit. You're Like oh, I got to deal with this shit now. <laughs> emotions right out of the gate. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she I was a little bit top.
1: Yeah, there's more. That's why I'm curious. I'm I think you said the deleted scenes. I'm curious to see what the deleted scenes
0: were. <laughs> yeah, like was their marriage on the rocks? Did we miss? Did John Hughes throw in like a little, uh, you know, little divorce storyline? Where how were how were things going?
1: Did yeah, Del
0: save, did Dell save their marriage? Low Wow.
1: Never know. Never know. Made that, made them see what uh, what they're missing out on. And you know, yeah. you, you know, he's going back on the plane the next next week to go back to New York. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy that he's. He, I guess if you're used to it, but I mean, it, it, These two people are, meaning Steve Martin and his coworker, commute not commute, but have regular trips from Chicago to New York. Maybe that part doesn't doesn't translate because I don't people don't do that anymore, where they just go back and forth. Like that easily, like, take the bus? Well, I guess maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe maybe I saw all the people that do that.
0: Like, Nowadays, you can just do a meeting like that over Zoom or something, couldn't you?
1: Well, yeah. Now, I think people, I mean, post-COVID, people are going to Even before that, that I feel
0: like, though, a lot of those things could be done. Yeah,
1: it could over be. Over the people,
0: phone or whatever.
1: People like to do shit in person. And on top of that, like, people do like to get away from their family. Like, oh, well, I got to go to New York on a business trip. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like, yeah, it's great, but what about the other 14 hours that you're there? <laughs> what are you doing? You're going, you go out to a nice restaurant, and you're getting hammered on the company dime, and then right. you come, and you're coming back uh, a little hungover, sleeping on the plane. You know what I mean? With a with uh bloody Mary next to you. Yeah, call it a trip. Yeah, business trip. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's crazy. There, he was like, "I'll see you in Chicago." like What? Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like that right, be. right, right.
0: So they originally work in Chicago. Obviously, it's where they live. And New York was just a business trip, somewhere they travel to regularly.
1: Right, but they're in the boss's office, though. So, like, their, uh, boss, yeah. their boss is in New York. So, I don't know if they work in the Chicago office or. But it is a fairly regular thing. Because I know people do like that trip to D.C. a lot. But from D.C., I feel like they take the train a little more. But I know they have those shuttle. I think they call them shuttles that just go like bus on a plane like bus people like mm-hmm. business people to and from these big bigger cities right okay so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh one of my i just why i got to touch on the drinking scene in the movie
0: oh of course yeah uh
1: i'd always love this is a, this is when they kind of become friends which makes sense they, they've been through hell um Let's see. They wrote a. They rode a. They rode a plane. Oh, well, before I get to this, let, let's go over the trip real quick, because uh, yeah. um, because they. If you go on Wikipedia, they show like the the actual uh, trip they took. They show like where they were supposed to go. They show the line like from New York to Chicago, and then they show like different like, different uh, like different colored lines. I went to Wichita. The yeah, first Wich- time. Wichita to St. to St. Louis. Um, I don't know wherever the fuck they ended up, but New York, Wichita, St. Louis, and
0: then they're on the road basically the whole time. And um, yeah, did they did they touch on where that motel is? That second motel they stay at, the El Rancho motel. Is that the one they backs into? Yeah,
1: I'm not. That's the one they get drunk at.
0: The one they get drunk at.
1: Yeah. Um, no, that's got to be on the outskirts of, I don't know, that's, for, that's between St. Louis and Chicago, right? Basically, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh wait a second. So the, do you remember when the car, so they have the incident with the car, cars on fire? Yes. There's a sign for Chicago right there. Do you, off the top of your head, do you know how many miles? <laughs> this is a crazy question to ask. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying, like when the car's on fire, there's a sign for Chicago right there, like in the oh, shop. oh, 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 oh. you have any idea how many miles it was to Chicago from there? No, right, that would give us a clue, but I have no idea what it was.
0: I think they were still like a good four hours out
1: yeah, because when they get on <laughs> and there's a lot of great lines in this movie when they when they get on uh they get on the truck in the cab of the truck, or not the cab but in the Cargo pack of the 18 wheeler, yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, he looks at his watch, and it's a great, great delivery of the line. He goes, You'll be in Chicago in just over three hours. So that's a little hit yeah. right there,
0: too. So, yeah, so they probably St. Louis to Chicago is like I think four and a half. So okay. They probably made it like an hour and a half by car. Let's see.
1: And I map this real map last it real quick. <laughs>
0: fuck uh let's see st louis so they go airplane train bus car back of the 18 wheeler and then the l train
1: they they also did a little time in uh the guy's truck right
0: oh uh, uh gus's son Is that who, <laughs> yeah how he yep. describes him yes
1: <laughs> you shower curtain guy
0: yeah <laughs> shower curtain guy Okay.
1: Uh, I, This is really... Uh, four hours, 41 minutes from St. Louis to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Halfway looks to be approximately... I mean, it's just the sticks. That's all it is. Yeah. No, There's like no big Bloomington... I mean, there's nothing. Springfield, maybe?
0: Illinois?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's Springfield, Illinois. I mean, it, it, sometimes you just, like, zoom in on, a, on the map of the United States and you see, like, a city you know and mm. everything else around it. You're like, wow, how do these people live in Danvers? <laughs> Armington or El <laughs> or El, El Paso, Chicago, El Paso, Illinois.
0: Wow, Paso, Illinois.
1: Yeah. Oh, Peoria. There you go. For you uh, Wayne's World fans. It's a short, short ride off this trip here. Uh, game on. Yeah. So it's in the middle of nowhere. That's, that's the best you can do. All right. It's in the sticks.
0: Oh, by the way, I meant to actually spell candy. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen, I want to give you a few of these movies to know if you've seen them. Okay. Have you seen Summer Rental? No. Eighty-five. Have you seen Armed and Dangerous? Mm, no. You get. You should see Armed and Dangerous. That has a good cast. It's uh, Eugene Levy, okay, Meg Ryan, um, Robert Rob <laughs> yeah,
1: um,
0: Jonathan oh, yeah. Banks, yeah, Trout, yep. And I think there's one guy I might be missing. That's a good one. It's uh, he plays uh, I want to say kind of like a detective. Trying to, it's something where he's solving a crime or something. He's the good guy, I think. Okay. Um, another one. You ever see Who's Harry Crumb? This is actually a couple of years after.
1: I remember watching this one on cable, like when I was a kid. It was always—I don't remember anything about it, but i remember never seen. Reason, it.
0: Yeah, the reason I know these movies because they were always on HBO.
1: Yeah, this one I remember being on HBO and
0: watching, but I don't remember the anything. The principal about from it. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, you go on a little candy run. Candy was yeah own the own the eighties and then he he actually got his start you've seen blues Brothers, obviously right yeah mm-hmm. you've seen vacation his yeah. role at the end with the security guard yeah. you've seen stripes yes yeah. yeah he's obviously supporting role on that so he was uh you know he was he was he he kept good company obviously he was in those good movies with those heavy hitters that uh surrounded himself with the right people and obviously made the best of his. Break when he finally got it, like uh, playing, uh, you know, number one in those movies. Well, and obviously, baseball, as you mentioned too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would have. I think, I think we we're talking about like what he would have done. I mm-hmm. would hope that there would have been a Gus Polinsky movie at some point, the Poker King movie.
0: Nah, I can't rule it out.
1: You know what I mean? Like he was like that's such a beloved movie and a beloved character in that movie, and yeah. Especially. especially you know, I mean the past twenty years it's all been like nostalgia runs at at these movies. Doing a, doing a movie on, just based on that guy would not be out of the question. Yeah, and you and you uh, Hughes is dead, right? Like Hughes died young. Yeah, he died right?
0: a decade ago.
1: Yeah, he he was very he was young too, right? Yep. Uh yeah. That's right. He was the announcer and rookie of the year.
0: Yes, well, uh, who's his name of that? Do you have it in front of you?
1: Cliff Murdoch.
0: Uh, oh, well, nah, no, I guess that, but that's <laughs> a good name. Cliff Murdoch. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. What? Anything else have we got here? Some great... Uh, uh, med- Mention some great lines. Like I, met, uh, yeah,
0: I don't have any lines in front of me, but there were some good lines.
1: Okay, I met my cousin... Is always quotes. I, I it's like a, I don't I can't picture like when he said this, but I, I, could, I could hear it in my head him saying this more than I could hear John Candy saying it. Yeah, but, but when Steve Martin gets knocked out, uh, by the cab driver,
0: oh, and, yeah,
1: okay. and, can, and Candy comes to rescue him, he says, You, what is your problem? You insensitive asshole, and he sounds very like Cody Toody. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my cousin Frank quotes that a lot. I feel like. I've heard that a million times out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, like, the the reason the movie's rated R is because of that whole run-in at the rental. At the uh, the rental. Uh,
0: Marathon, uh, rental. Yeah, he drops about yeah. 15 F-bombs. And... Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your fucking rosy cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. Like yeah. I, had to see, I we, we talked about watching this on cable or not watching on cable and I'd forgotten all about that scene and this was on maybe a month ago on Showtime or Stars or something and I put it on and the kid, like it was middle of the day and the kids were around and I'm like, yeah, watch this movie. It's funny and then they get to that scene and it's like 12 F-bombs in a row and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot all about this. Whoops. But it hits, I mean, it hits so Paramorphs. hard. It hits so hard though because you don't, I mean, you know, he's pissed, but no, there's no language like that at all in the whole movie. And then he gets there.
0: Right. Out of and then, nowhere.
1: And then the lady, the maybe Mrs. Poole, kills her line at the end.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, then you're fucked. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, when they, they, the first time they get into to a fight after the in a first hotel, and he gets like no towels. All the towels are on the floor and wet. Just he has mm. to dry off with the face a face cloth. And he spills beer in the bed. And and Steve Martin's just like at his wood sand in the first you know twenty five minutes of this movie. Yeah. And and he starts just telling him off. And Steve and Steve Martin just, I mean, like, he has a couple of these where he just goes off and he goes, <laughs> just <laughs> lose it. He's like telling me like he couldn't. It's like he was bored with the stories and the stories are boring shit like that. He's like you couldn't tell that when I started reading the vomit bag. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's good. <laughs> and I thought about I thought about you in the beginning because I was going to ask you who you sympathize with more, but I know it's Steve Martin because you cannot sympathize with anybody who takes his shoes and socks off.
0: Awful! That, I've that, seen that, that behavior too. That readily. <laughs> yes. He's the I, wish, I wish that was a gross exaggeration for the movie, but I've seen it done multiple times. <laughs> and I've been in that middle seat, man, not with someone taking their shoes off, but I've uh, been in that middle seat, man, on the way back from Vegas, hungover. It's the worst being in that middle seat. Oh, man. Terrible.
1: Um, yeah, well, and Steve Martin's next to uh, the old man from Home Alone who has a few good lines in Home Alone that uh, Kevin's mom tries to bribe to get a ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. So that guy makes a couple. Another that guy just lives in the airport for when John Hughes needs him.
0: Yeah, bingo.
1: Yeah. So when you first when you first meet Candy, he's reading a copy of uh, the Canadian Mounted, which is a great book title, uh, right. with, the, with his shoes off in a crowded airport. That's a tough. I
0: gotta thing. say though, as much as I skive airports, I dig I'd still take sleeping on the airport floor rather than sharing a motel with a stranger yeah um, I mean he thought he was getting his own room I guess but still even sharing a cab to a motel with a stranger is weird
1: not getting in bed with a
0: guy that's for sure no that's not happening yeah <laughs> I can't can't happen
1: I think the one thing I hate doing this but the one thing that like quote-unquote wouldn't age well is when, they, when they're when they in bed together in that scene. The, yeah. Know, that was between two pillows. Like, those aren't pillows. Yeah. And they get up and, like, skeeving each other. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know if people have a problem with that or,
0: or not, like, nowadays. I'm sure a few people would. But, I mean, that's – I mean, they're two straight guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course they're going to be a little <laughs> skeeved out by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, just lo- I just love, like, they did all of a sudden – they trying to like toughen up, and he's like, oh, is that Bears game last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bears. Yeah. Good team going yeah. all the way. Good squad to share. They're <laughs> going all the way. It's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'll finish. I, I'll go back. Two things I want to mention. The drinking one, the drinking scene. But one thing I do love in movies, and I always pay attention to in movies, TV shows, is when people lip sync to uh, a real song that's on the radio or whatever. Yeah. And I think John Candy's rendition of "Mess Around," Ray Charles in the car, is one of the best because he's he plays the piano on the dashboard, he's doing the horn as he goes along. Yeah, it's one of my favorite lip syncing in a movie uh, sequences that there is.
0: Oh yeah, tremendous. Yeah,
1: nail he nails it. It's exact. Hey, singing in the car, that's him. And and plus, you're driving late at night. There's nobody else in the road, basically. First, you drive, you're driving with this asleep. You got to keep yourself awake. That's how you got to do it, man. Loud Survival music. mode. That's it. Can't, can't start falling asleep at the wheel, man. <laughs> so play the piano a little bit, get nuts, get crazy, get the blood pumping. Man. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and then when they're drinking, I, I just I feel like I need to have a night like this where it's just uh, in a hotel. Not just, that's not to me and another guy, because if you meet a few buddies, whatever. And you're just like going through just going around the world. Have you been to Italy yet? Have some amaretto. Let's go down to Mexico. Have some tequila. Yeah. I feel like I'd go to Jamaica, man. Have some rum. Didn't
0: they have a Heaven Hill in there mixed in?
1: Was it? Was it Heaven Hill? I, don't I think, not yeah,
0: I feel like there might have been a Heaven Hill mixed in. Oh man. I missed it. If there was, I missed it.
1: But I know could I know be, they, I, know they wrong. I thought they mentioned Jim. A gin, 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 amaretto, rum, tequila, and uh, had a dinner of Doritos.
0: Yeah, the Doritos, I remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, all right. That's, we got to go around the world one night start <laughs> the booze. We'll do an around the world night one night.
0: Play a little nip roulette.
1: Nip roulette is fun, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could definitely do that. Just get a bunch Got to like, do it blindly, where we get them you know, we we uh, mix them up between us, and then we'll we'll uh, re- we'll record the show, just kind of going through.
0: Yeah, we're doing perfect. the
1: grab, going through the grab bag around the world. Uh, grab right. bag, yep. All right, well, I'm gonna do uh, my grab bag right here. <clears throat> All right. Any final thoughts on? Uh, on the greatest thanksgiving movie of all time
0: yeah, I mean it's just the best man, who knew this was the Thanksgiving movie that we all needed uh doing the research we just uh this was it, it was it was it wasn't even up for debate like, this is the Thanksgiving movie. this is the one that we had to talk about, and uh glad I went back and watched it. It had been years. the ending still gets you gut wrenching ending when you realize you know with Dell but you know, Martin comes, Neil, Neil comes around and uh, does the right thing. And it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a gut-wrenching ending, but it's also a feel-good ending in the same, in the same breath. So, yeah. solid Thanksgiving movie. I'm going to try and work it into my uh, rotation during the holidays from now on.
1: Is it good man. Long every, overdue. Every, every, every scene cracks me up. It, it holds up great. It's, it's funny as hell. It's quotable. Um, yeah, it's it's the best. I, I've never seen Friendsgiving though, as I'm looking at what Google says are the best uh the best Thanksgiving movies Might out there. Might be some
0: competition.
1: <laughs> so I'm I don't, wanna, I don't I feel bad just saying that Friendsgiving it's not in the same Grumpy Old Men is a Thanksgiving movie? Uh
0: that's I don't, I feel like it's Christmas too. Yeah, me too. I don't know if I mean I love Grumpy Old Men. I don't consider it a Thanksgiving movie. It, is, it could be considered a holiday movie. The first one, though, the first one definitely. I think he ends like the end scene when he has a heart attack. is on Christmas Eve or something. Oh shit! Yeah, it does yeah, take it, place during the holidays because. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It's a, I'll call it a holiday movie. Yeah, fair enough. Solid holiday movie.
1: Good. Good sequel too. Grumpy than was pretty good. Holds up. Oh yeah,
0: so feel the run. Oh yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah, they did all right, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Yeah, and
0: for two old curmudgeon fucks, they uh, they God. really knocked it out of the fucking park. Man. And, and Margaret and Margaret
1: Sefiler, I mean, nobody did better than Burgess Meredith, though. Let's be honest here.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: And the funniest part of both those movies might be the Burgess Meredith takeouts when he's <laughs> when he's saying like, you want to play a game of hide the pepperoni." Right, like yeah, maybe good.
0: I'll show her my bony macaroni.
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yep, the best. Remember
0: when a good Burgess Meredith line from that movie is uh, when uh, Kevin, I think it's Kevin Pollak's daughter or one of them swallows a swallows a quarter. Okay, and he's like, "Well, if she craps out two dimes and a nickel, <laughs> then you'll have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> classic yeah
1: oh, man. Gorgeous. you insensitive asshole
0: all right oh yeah grocery shopping we throwing the bacon in the cart and in a carton of cigarettes <laughs> well there's... he might steal the movie now that i think about it i mean he's oh yeah he, the, he's great
1: in the second one and he goes uh i forget like how it comes up they ask him how is his uh secret to To growing old, he's like. For breakfast, I have a bacon sandwich. (laughs) For lunch, I have a bacon sandwich, and I usually drink my dinner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Very, very quotable Burgess in those movies. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) and I
1: mean those Walter Matthau and you talk about buddy movies. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon are two of the, I mean, two classes of uh, the buddy movies.
0: Oh, they've been in like a dozen movies together.
1: Yeah, those guys are. And so and those guys, we saw what they can do. And I don't know, Jack Lemmon might have got nominated, maybe even won an Oscar. I'm not sure if Walter Matthau ever did. Mm. Oh, one, Walter Matthau won one Oscar. He did. did. Let's see, what did he win one for? Oh, best support, best supporting actor in a movie called The Fortune Cookie.
0: Oh, I've heard of that movie.
1: And he was nominated for Best Actor twice, once in The Sunshine Boys. And once in a movie called Koch. All right. let's see. Lemon. So he won an Oscar for supporting. Let's see if Lemon won anything.
0: Nothing for Odd Couple.
1: One. No, not at least. I didn't see anything like for the movies themselves. So he's Jack Lemon won two Oscars. Uh, Winner for Best Actor. Wasn't he call- not?
0: Was he nominated for? Uh, uh, what am I, why am I drawing a blank? Glenn Gary or was that Pacino? Uh,
1: I don't know if anybody was nominated for Glenn Gary, but he, but he was. Yeah, he Pacino was not. got
0: nominated. For that movie.
1: They, they all should have been. That was master class in acting. That whole, <sighs> that whole movie was a class in acting. No, he he was not. He won. He won best, a- best actor in 1974 for a movie called Save the Tiger. And he was Best Actor in Supporting Role in 1956 for a movie called Mr. Roberts. And he was nominated for something Like It Hot, which is a Marilyn Monroe movie. Marilyn
0: Monroe, yep. Uh,
1: Best Actor, nominated in a movie called The Apartment, which I've heard of. I can't remember the specifics of it. And then the rest uh, nominations... Days of Wine and Roses, another one I know the name, but I don't know anything about it. The China Syndrome, same thing, but the name, nothing about it. A movie called Tribute and a, and a movie called Missing.
0: All nominations, no wins. All right. There you go. And Jack Lemon was voted best actor by the National Board of Review, whatever that is for Glengarry.
1: I, yeah, I mean, everybody deserves to be nominated for that. You know? And
0: Pacino was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor, but did not win. And he was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, but lost to Hackman in Unforgiven. Oh. Well,
1: Hackman was great
0: in that movie. And he well, Pacino ended up winning Best Actor for Something of a Woman the same year. So I guess
1: can't really complain.
0: Wow. That uh, was a pretty good year, I guess, for Al.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that movie's found. Baldwin could have been best supporting. uh, Ed Harris could have been best supporting. Arkin could have been best supporting. Spacey. Spacey, yeah. I mean, mean, well, no, not Jonathan Price. He couldn't have been. Um, (laughs) Every every though, was great. You know, I uh, had a friend who who took a directing class in college, a friend of the program um, for the now, uh, I guess, debunked Brother Boatload. He's gone. On yeah. the, he's gone on the lam ever since he's come on the show. Has not made another appearance um, since the and show. He's still giving
0: out his picks every Sunday.
1: No, no. Uh-oh. I think there was an issue. Like he, like he would give his picks out, and then he, would, I mean, he'd he'd be betting like big bucks on some of these games, and then people would kind of disagree with what he, his picks were. He couldn't handle that kind of like this people going against his picks. I guess I don't know. I, oh, wow. I wasn't really paying attention, <laughs> uh, but he was, he couldn't. He just didn't stop stop doing it. Not that people were rooting against him; just they had different picks. To, you know, not not realizing that he had a ton of money on these games. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, we've we've lost brother Boload, It sounds like, unfortunately,
0: he'll be back. Give uh, yeah. him some time. Holidays, he'll make up an appearance in the holiday show. I, ho-
1: I hope so. I hope so. Christmas. Yeah, from your lips to God's ears, and uh, you got it. Um, oh, shit, I should have one more thing to say. I couldn't remember what it was about. Uh, Jack Lemon. Uh, whatever. Not sure it wasn't that important. No. Oh yeah, no, that's what it was. Oh, so he was ta- That's the whole story. It was he's taking a class? Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> he's taking a class about directing in college, and he did he did a scene from Glenn Gary, and I played the Jack Lemon character. I was the Mich- I was Shelly Levine uh and i had to do it with uh this kid who was actually like an, an actor like he was in sh- like, shows on uh like in like in the whatever acting program our school had like he did plays and stuff and he was spacey that's the scene where he fires him or tells him to go fuck himself whatever you know at the end of the movie when he gets uh, we did that so we did that scene and he had to direct me as uh showy levine
0: <laughs> oh, he had to direct you yeah, all right interesting yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We all, I, it was all like just trying, trying to get three credits. That's all it was. was trying to get three <laughs> easy credits.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I got I'm not going to lie. It was with the actual actor and I outclassed the kid.
0: Yeah. Crouch. For sure. Yeah. Took him to
1: school. Why nobody else? No, of course, that's what I'm going to say. He doesn't know. He's not going to hear this. And I'm going to say that, I'm going to say that uh, brother boatload would get my back no matter what on this. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like Danny Baldwin, man. Took Ben Kingsley to fucking acting school.
1: Yes. I think that's one of my reviews that day. It's a, a like a young Danny Baldwin. <laughs> uh, all right. We're gonna wrap this guy up. We'll do our picks in the post show. I think so. Thanksgiving picks. All right, my man. Take us home, man.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh don't have too much turkey, but you know, mix, mix in some poultry too. There you go. <laughs> well, in, in between, in between Browns. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys uh, next week after the long weekend.
1: Oh no, we'll talk to you on Friday. We'll have a pick show on Friday. Oh okay, yeah.
0: yeah we'll
1: right. do a we'll We'll do a quick pick show on uh, on Friday afternoon for the for the weekend.
0: Right, well, we'll see you after the holiday, regardless.
1: <laughs> Until then, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. All right. All right, well, let's get these picks out of the way. Why are we just – how can I be thankful on a holiday where I got to watch the fucking Lions every year? Can we just get rid of this goddamn tradition?
0: There's I don't one, mind it.
1: The, uh, no, I want to – you don't mind the Lions? Or, I mean, I don't mind football, but why is it going to be the fucking
0: Lions? It's tradition. It's just it's – like, it's like the shitty Lions, you know, Barry Sanders. I don't know. I feel like I always
1: get so pumped up for the game. And I put it on, and the game's a dud. Like it just sucks because it's a bad team. I think maybe, maybe tomorrow. Just
0: stuff your face.
1: I think tomorrow might be a little bit better because the Sean's exciting. You hope that it's a little bit better, but yeah. And and maybe the Lions feel like they have something to prove. I don't know. Uh,
0: but what do you got? What do you what's uh? You want the first one, or you want to go draft uh, snake style?
1: Oh well, no, I, I just figure we go if we had the same pick, we, we just go joint. And if not, we'll go head to oh, head. Okay. If we're joint, it'll go towards joint picks. If we're head to head, it'll go towards our season record. All right. How's that sound? Sure. Do you have these games both at three? Yes. Okay.
0: All right. Oh, and by the way, this is going to sound like a little bit of a hot take. If there's one game tomorrow that was going to get canceled, Pittsburgh-Baltimore was actually the game. Because I I need Detroit at 1230 and I need Dallas at four for tradition. I grew up, my whole life, there was never a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. I would have been more disappointed if there was no Lion game or no Cowboy game tomorrow. That's fair. Yeah. Plus, it's like Thursday night. Like, I'll just watch like a holiday movie tomorrow. Or, you know, I'll find something. Like, I don't need – it would be too weird if like the Lions weren't out at noon and the Cowboys weren't out at four. Okay. There was no football on tomorrow at like 2 o'clock.
1: I'm not married to the teams, though. I don't know why you're so hung up on these teams. I get it. It's just tradition. It's just I'm uh, set in my
0: old ways. I'm an old fuck. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like we've been trying to teach the lines, but uh, they, they keep coming back to just. And yeah, they keep ruining the holiday, man. I don't know. I don't the teams. Like I like having football, but the Lions are true. Why why is do you, do you know the story? I'm sure I've heard it before. But you know the story of why it's the Lions and why it's the Cowboys?
0: Uh, I feel like I I should know it and it's escaped my brain at some point. I just had to kind of had to let it out and let something new in. I don't remember. That one. All right. All right. I'm going to look it's it It's been going on for a while though. Oh yeah.
1: Well, the Cowboys seems like it might have been I don't know when these traditions happened, but the Cowboys in my mind is like they're popular in the 70s, and they probably just decided to throw it on Thanksgiving. I got to know who was first.
0: It looks like the Lions may have been. I just did a quick Google so take this for what it is. I don't know what source it says. It says it all started Thanksgiving 1934, the owner George A Richards decided to play on the holiday to attract more fans.
1: That's the Lions. When did the Cowboys start playing on Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, let's see. General manager Tex Scram signed up for the holiday game in 1966. Scram mm-hmm. sought for more national publicity and sought Thanksgiving as a way to boost national attention from football fans in and out of Dallas. So I guess it works for the Cowboys, not so much for the Lions.
1: That's true. Maybe the Thanksgiving game is a big part of the Cowboys' resurgence. Not resurgence, but Cowboys' like growth. Fan base, yeah, because they weren't is.
0: anything before 1966, so you know, actually the 70s, yeah, so maybe that was a big thing.
1: That's crazy. It's crazy, 30, 30 years is just the Lions,
0: I guess so. Yeah, they so, fucked, know, fucked just... it all up, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> they came uh-huh. and they gained nothing out of it. And the Cowboys jumped in there, and were like, Well, took the ball and ran America's team here. I mean, there's a reason
0: the Cowboys play in the like the more prime time spot at four o'clock, yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I'm more pumped up now. You got me a little bit juiced up. for I mean, I, I'm always juiced up for it, but I was like a little bit down on uh, the Lions. But now, fuck it, let's go.
0: I don't know. It would be. I, I like it. The fact that it, it's just it's been the, the same way forever. Why yeah. change it?
1: Yeah. All right. It's not broke. I, it ain't broke. I well, the Lions are. That's the only. Yeah. When
0: else there. are you gonna watch the Lions? Though it's a nice.
1: And so they have an ugly field, too. Like, it's just gross, indoor. What's it called? That fucking
0: place. Ford Field.
1: It's gross, man. <laughs> like, it's nothing nice about it. <laughs> Stat. And, like, it was fine when it was Barry Sanders. Now it's, like, Stafford. And, like, we lost we lost Calvin. Like, Calvin's gone. Mm-hmm. Am I tuning in to see Kenny Galladay? Not tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. <laughs> Marvin Jones? Like, come on.
0: Yeah. DeAndre Swift. Dumb.
1: All right. So game number one, Houston at Detroit. Houston's favored by three. Um, man, I got to go with Houston here. I just – it's uh, – uh, it's Detroit. I had a little bit of faith in them this past weekend. They fucked me. Um, Houston showed a little bit of life. I don't think that means anything. I have no idea. Short week, early game. I, ju- I, I just think if this game is close or if it's a battle, I just think Houston, I think Deshaun beats Stafford. If that's what it comes down to, those two guys, I'm taking Deshaun and hoping that Houston wins on a field goal to end it, and, it's, and we put, and I push. That's it. That's all I'm hoping for.
0: All right. <laughs> um, listen, def- definition – definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result, right? <laughs> I feel like I have to go down with the Lionship. I picked them as an over. If they don't win this game, they're not going over. I need three more wins to hit the six and a half over. I feel like you're getting the Lions strangely at a little bit of a, a value bet here because this game was played a couple weeks ago. I think the Lions may even be favoring it. Houston's obviously played better, and I feel bad going against Houston because I picked them in the last two weeks. Yep. And you know they push against Cleveland, they cover against New England. I feel bad going off them. I just feel like I'm getting them at a little bit of value, and it is kind of tradition for me to talk myself into the Lions on Thanksgiving. I do it every year, and they usually don't cover. They usually look like shit. So, but, I mean, what am I going to change now? Just because I have a podcast, like I'm sticking with them. Like, let's go i talked to myself, I'm going to like them even more tomorrow, like around 12 15, like 15 minutes before kickoff. So, fuck it, I'm getting three points. You know what I mean, maybe I push on a last second field goal, like you said. I think I'd, I'd already take the push Look at, looking yeah, at the game. Sign up so, give them. me the Lions plus three. I think they may win on the field. I think you may, uh, you know, it's just the, the, the Texans haven't been great and they, they, they've looked improved. You know, Jaguars a few weeks ago, they've beaten Patriots. Uh, let's not forget to do the Texans. So, give me the Lions getting three, and uh, I guess I'll go into the second game too. Do
1: You know, the last time the before you jump into the Dallas, do you yeah. know the last time Detroit won a Thanksgiving game?
0: Uh, four years ago.
1: Yeah, 2016. Yeah.
0: Packers Bears. I don't,
1: I don't know. That's all I, know. Uh,
0: I got. No, that I know him. they've. Yeah, they've. Uh, I know they've lost to the Bears one year. They lost to. the – they, yeah, they lose a lot on Thanksgiving.
1: Also, you called it a podcast, so you got a drink.
0: <laughs> All right. Game All number right. three. Uh, game number two. Hey now, there is no game number three. Well, Kansas.
1: <laughs> yeah, game, well, they
0: had a one thirty game. Yeah, that's, when that's the lines are down seventeen nothing, you can put on, uh, <laughs> Gonzaga Kansas. Game number two. Been my other de facto NFC. Uh, team the WFTs, the football teamers. <laughs> you know, Dallas was 0-8 against the spread, which was historic. In the last two weeks, they, you know, they should have – they, they could have beat Pittsburgh, not should have. They could have beat Pittsburgh, showed some life in that game. Rosberger made some plays. They have the bye week. They come out, Minnesota, Dalton saves Thanksgiving along with Alex Smith. Maybe they can build on that win against Minnesota. On paper, the Cowboys are actually a lot more talented than Washington. I mean, you have – we came into this year just thinking it was a layup. The Dallas is going to win this division. Now, obviously, Dak is down. Dalton has looked spotty at best. It seems like a layup when you look at this game on paper. And you just see, all right, Washington getting three points. You just take the points. Washington can win the game, right? I mean, Washington has probably been even a little more impressed than Dallas. I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here. I'm going to take a shot with Dallas, laying the three points. I hate to go against the grain. Apologies to Alex Smith because I've been, I picked Washington the past two weeks too. It's another team I'm hopping off a little bit. So if I get burned, I only have myself to blame. But, you know, as much as my heart says Washington, if it's closely, I'm probably going to root for Alex Smith to make a play. My, my gambling side of my brain is telling me Dallas laying the three points and uh, shockingly enough, they could be – at least have a share of first place after uh, Thanksgiving when you're, washing, when you're washing down your money gods and your apple pie or whatever. <laughs> shockingly, Dallas could be the first team to four wins and uh, four wins in the NFC East and they haven't won a game in like two months. They won <laughs> one game in two months.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I um this is gonna be a Sunday poor joint. We're gonna roll this one together. Uh yeah, I'm just I was a little I was impressed. I mean kind of expected him to, to to give Minnesota a run this weekend. I was impressed with Ezekiel, how he played. Andy Dalton gives them a little bit more uh credibility. We talked about it on Monday, he just his his entire career is leading mediocre teams into the playoffs. It seems like I mean they have the weapons. They have Amari, still great receiver. They have Ceedee Lamb. Uh, The defense is shaky. Washington's defense is is surprisingly good. They can get to Dalton. They did get to Dalton. They hurt him last time, and when they blew him out a couple weeks ago, that's another reason, or maybe a month and a half ago, another reason I like Dallas because it's just you don't. I I don't. I have a hard time seeing Washington sweeping the series. for these, the numbers don't doesn't make sense. It's 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 hard to do that, you know, sweeping a division series with a rival like that. Uh, I just yeah, give me. I just think Dallas is going to take it. That's all. One 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 way or the other, they come win at the victory, and I hope it's by three and a half or more. But that's it. I don't think, yeah, just, I don't love these games. These are games I probably would avoid if it was on a Sunday. But uh, Yeah, I wouldn't pick either of these games. That's what makes Thanksgiving great. Makes you, it forces you to make a decision on games you would never make a decision on before.
0: Have you made your decision? For Christ. Slurred that one. <laughs> that was a slur.
1: <laughs> hey, I backed you up. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All so right, there so
0: you so have it. it. Joint that- pick. Dallas so, in the 4 o'clock game, and at noon, we are going head-to-head. Head. I got the Lions, and it's got Houston, so uh, we'll see what happens.
1: All right, that's it. I got to go do some cooking. Well, I got to edit this, and I got to cook. That's it. All for right, good me. luck. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send pictures about 2 o'clock in the morning when I finish. Oh, fucking 11.30. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to
0: you later, man. Thank okay.